Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. This is uh, Rahul Desai here. Uh, I'm the film companion critic. I have with me my colleagues and friends, Tanul Thakur of The Wire and Uday Bhatia of Mint. Um, it's a rare time all three of us have watched the same film, so we can be discussing it. Uh, and at the same time, it's it's definitely a film worth discussing. We're going to be talking about Sardar Udham, uh, directed by Shujit Sarkar uh, this week. Um, um, for most of you who have watched it and have not watched it, we'll try to, I mean, there, uh, there are no real spoilers about a Hindi film biopic, but uh, um, for most of you who are not aware of the film, it's uh, just a one-liner about it. It's a biographical historical drama about Uddham Singh, who was uh, the man responsible uh, for assassinating uh, the uh, English architect behind the Jal- Jalianwala Bagh massacre in Amritsar. Um, it's of course it's a period film, and um, we will be uh, talking about it today. Um, and what's most before we start, it's just just a note that I mean I've been obviously following the discourse like most uh, uh, people in film have been over the last few days or over the last week because it's rare you you know you first of all get a decent Hindi film, then you get a decent biopic. So um, what's most interesting is I've I've really enjoyed the writing. Um, about this film in the last few days I, I genuinely believe that good films bring out like some of the best film criticism and film analysis uh, I, i've really enjoyed both of uh, both uday's and tanul's both of your reviews and uh, a couple of others too i it made i think it made a lot of us think in different ways and what, what's fascinating is i think i've read quite a few reviews now and all of us have taken out different things out of it but the essence has remained the same and we will get to that now uh, uh, once we d- uh, that we start discussing it um Uday, let's um, start with you um what did you um what was your experience of the film uh, of course i know uh, we'll we'll get to the details later uh, but what were you sort of really expecting going into the film and uh, just a bit about the film too uh, just before that, a little bit about Shujit. So I think, uh, I mean, we had all gotten together on the podcast to talk about uh, Gulabo Sitabo. Yeah. And uh, if if I remember correctly, it was one of our like first, at least the three of us together, it was one of the first times that mm. uh, we've gotten together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like uh, we've, uh, yeah. <laughs> we are marking time now in... Uh, in Shujit Sarkar releases because that was, I think, very much towards the start of the uh, the lockdown. So, yeah, it's uh, been a while. Uh, but yeah, I uh, uh, I of course uh, ha- I I did like the film a lot, and um, I did not go in thinking it would be anything like this. Uh, and uh, you know how could I? Because uh, uh, our cinema is uh, going in a very different direction, and I mean you can uh, you can imagine that Shujit would not go like in a very jingoistic uh, direction, but uh, still you know the the way which he took it and the treatment which he had was I think quite unlike any other film in this uh, genre or subject. Uh, in the sense like how um, how minimalistic it was and how um, how little spoon feeding was done for the audience even though this is like a 2 hour and what 40 minute film or something like that mm. uh, but um, yeah, it it really was a very different kind of treatment of this kind of story and uh, i think that 
became very clear right at the start of the film itself when you have like 10 or 15 minutes that jump across like in time across location and you're barely given like any um, any context and you have to sort of start figuring things out on the move uh, as it were so for for viewers i mean for listeners who are sort of unfamiliar with the structure of the film can you just talk a little about the structure before we go forward right so it sort of starts off uh, with his release from jail in in 31 uh, in uh, uh, in punjab somewhere and uh, from there we see him like trek across uh, i think probably across punjab he uh, he may uh, you know he may have gone to lahore at that time then we see him in in russia a couple of years later and he's still just sort of wandering around it's clear that he's sort of looking for a, a kind of a purpose which he hasn't found and then we see him uh, go to england where uh, he finally finds that purpose and he uh, he finds uh, michael o'dwyer who had ordered the shooting at jallianwala bag um, and uh, there then the the we see him uh, carry out an assassination of o'dwyer and then um, the film sort of goes back and forth uh, after that uh examining the aftermath in in which he's sort of tortured and uh, they try and get uh, you know details of of who he's working with and before as in why uh, what led up to his actions so it's it's an unusual structure uh for for a uh, for a biographical film mm. and it ends with uh, the jallianwala bag massacre which is a sequence obviously <clears throat> like a 45 to 50 minute sequence which uh, we will talk about so yeah obviously like a non linear structure and uh, tanul um, what did you, i mean of course you feel free to just start talking about the film but uh, in particular i'm curious about um, what you two made of the structure in the sense like if, i mean one way to look at it is if we weren't aware of who uddam singh is the guy who actually sort of uh, assassinated michael o'dwyer uh, if we weren't aware of the context of the jallianwala bag massacre um, and and clearly the film is constructed in that way because it starts from uh, um, it, it more or less does not start from the beginning the beginning is in the end and uh, so th- obviously the the purpose might have been that if it followed a conventional structure which is starting with a 19 year old uddam singh going through the jallianwala bag massacre in whatever context then this might have seemed like a very clear event story but uh, by by following this particular structure it feels like um, 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 a film about a revolutionary who is looking for a particular sense of purpose and then we start to read into the language and the grammar of what it means to be a revolutionary right uh but before i answer this question through to my nature i'll first answer your first question which you asked today anyway yeah. so <clears throat> of course uh, it's uh, uh, most films are a play of expectations and all of uh, and things like that but more so a film like sardar uddam for obvious reasons and i remember i told myself that uh, you know I, i will just not go to twitter or facebook because <laughs> i uh, i just spent one really tiring day a uh, reviewing tubber and i knew that uh, you must have reviewed it you know i mean at least 48 hours before and all of that and i just did not i don't know very tough review to write and i was very drained okay and i thought that 
man i'll have to review sardar udham as well and uh, and i remember that uh, moments before watching the film i was very tired or some nine in the night and all of that i'm making black tea for myself and i i don't know what uh, came to my mind and i just accidentally uh, go on twitter and whose tweet do i see oh there's so mm-hmm. i was quite taken in by sardar udham i'm like fuck this i did not want to know this and mm-hmm. but then you know it it's all the more interesting because of my sort of a weird conflicted relationship with shujit sarkar's film so mm-hmm. i thought that you know i mean uday being a gentle nice person liking things in shujit sarkar's films where you know things are not said but still somehow said whatever it really it it doesn't work for me at most times i uh, and it's also interesting because it's also very polar opposite to your uh, views at least the last three four films i mean october did not work for me gulabo sitabu definitely did not in fact gulabo sitabu the appreciation fills me with rage i don't know why it's very <laughs> weird uh, piku uh, was the film that i liked the most uh, but not as much as others wicked owner definitely not uh, so i mean you know i thought ki theek hai uh it would be one of those films although of course i mean i i uh, at a very fundamental level i respect shri sarkar's filmmaking uh, filmmaking and certain choices that he uh, 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 makes uh so i i i still thought that you know it would be i i, I did not think that it would be jingoistic film per se of course but i it, it, in my head i was still trying to outpace the film so i knew that all right this is about a jallianwala bag uh blood bath or at least i'm not about but it features of course quite prominently in it there's an assassination scene and everything and and somehow i was just trying to think like other simplistic filmmakers uh which i mean just goes on to uh, say a lot about the current discourse and i thought that okay when is the jallianwala bag incident gonna come i mean definitely in the first two minutes if if it at all does come i mean i will i will get a fair sense of where this is headed and i was also worried about the run time of 163 minutes which just sounded a lot to me and everything but once the film started uh it just i mean i mean there's nothing going on uh and in in the start right i mean he's just splitting from one uh place to the other and there is this sense of a uh, languid pace and everything and i thought huh this is interesting and around you know before the 30th minute uh, uh the assassination takes place and 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 then of course i mean we can talk about it later but but yeah, i mean my initial experiences uh, of of the of the film was was quite interesting coming back to your question about the about the structure i mean of course that's uh, that's obviously very uh, very fascinating because again i mean so there is this one expectation of a of a patriotic film and there is this another expectation of a biopic now when you <laughs> meld these two things together especially about uh, in a in a mainstream hindi film context it definitely is not good news right and i mean and 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 vicky kaushal as much as i like his acting and everything he was in uri i you know you have all these things running in your head right i mean even if you don't want to think about it how can you not and so i i, I just went in expecting a very different film but it it very quickly sort of starts to i mean if not dismantle completely at least starts to dispel some of the haze of your own expectations surrounding the film and then i think slowly i mean it's 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 very interesting how the film allows to grow on you and mm. i mean it's of course a two way street you have, you also need to be open as an audience to just allow the film to take you where it 
wants uh, to take you right i mean we do that even in the most terrible films and i just i i don't know i i i just remember just being being a very willful participant that you know all right i'm i'm here i'm with you just just take me along wherever right and and then you sort of start to understand that this is not just a stylistic device this is not just it's trying to say something i mean obviously a lot a lot of that is not very uh, obvious at the start but uh, this non fiction storytelling is is uh, uh, deployed for a very specific reason here and uh, i i just I, it it was really interesting to me because it was not a story of uh, of a person uh, or so, uh, sorry it's, it's not a story of events mm. as much as a story of motivations right mm. i mean every time uh, with whether uh, these transitions or segues either into the past or you know sort of looking forward and all of these they are really very ca- carefully sort of calibrated and punctuated to make you understand i mean it, it's almost it is almost novelistic in its telling because i i got this distinct sense of you know flipping a few pages and opening a new chapter every time so i mean uh, around say i think the 75th or the 80th or whatever minute mark there is this conversation with the scotland yard cop uh, swain wherein you know he just asks uddham that oh man you must really hate the british and all of that and 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 you and 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 then you get that line but even before that you know you you have these meetings with the ira rebel and there's this a uh, uh, communist woman elin parker i think you know it's so it's 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 just trying to prod you into these very different but uh, uh, directions but it's doing uh, doing that job quite subtly and you know every time there is this uh, uh, narrative split or every time there is this switch in you know uh timeline or every time there's a new character let's say the film is always trying to tell you something new and uh, it was <clears throat> it was this very slow understanding of the person the movement what he stood for what his allies stood for you know including bhagat singh there's just some beautiful scenes with bhagat singh and so you know i i i just i loved that whole process of uh, storytelling wherein it was i mean not very obvious where this film would go because obviously it has taken away that agency because once you are uh, you move from say 31 to 34 and then you go back and then you go uh, 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 forth you really have no sense of how this film will jump in time or how will this uh, will this juggle you know i mean will we get a jallianwala bag massacre next will we get his hanging next will we get you know uh, his love story or whatever right uh, it's uh, so i i i thought it was clever at several fronts i mean it the film was always a step ahead uh, of you always perhaps not uh, uh, so necessary for for a film like this especially one that kind of starts off as a weird kind of a mood piece which i did not mind but i, I it just completely uh, took me off guard and uh, and 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 then it slowly starts to sort of you know uh, uh, introduce you uh, to these disparate strands that the film wants you to engage with i i was very impressed by by uh, by that sort of writing yeah what same here like what, what i really found as as both of you re- uh, rightly said like i mean right from the 5th or 10th minute you realize that you know this is not your usual <laughs> film and uh, you immediately start to get surprised with how little 
Shujit Sirkar and his writers are satisfied with telling. You know, there's a complete lack of context most of the time. They don't bother really with any sort of exposition devices. Uh, they really only follow the protagonist wherever he is, uh, sort of expecting us to understand that this is sort of a journey, but we don't really know what it is going to lead to. Uh, and I felt like the nonlinear structure, of course, in hindsight, uh, I mean, really sort of supplemented, you know, this entire ideology of a revolution, especially back then, and for something like freedom and, and something like humanity, it's it sort of really supplemented it in the way where, you know, it's, it's sort of telling us that not everything, uh, you know, is as... Um, uh, as cutthroat and clean as uh, you know, as a movement that we regularly see in films, it's it's mostly a non-linear feeling most of the time, and it, it can be sort of an existential feeling at times. And I got that very strong sense of individualism from the film, from this non-linear structure. I, I I did see a bit of criticism here and there, saying it doesn't let us really, um, you know, invest in the character, invest in the journey, or invest in the the. It takes us out of the moment before it really sort of goes into it. But, you know, I, I don't really agree with that because it, it, it really, uh, it is a play with the viewer too. Like, it, it is sort of a game with the viewer at the same time. There is an interaction. It's very interactive in that sense. And uh, so much of my perception of the film was informed by, I think, my expectations from the film. And I found it very fascinating that I was just charting out a regular biopic and all its very conventional beats. Uh, whether it's a linear structure, whether what kind of big moments in in someone <clears throat> like uh, uh, Udham Singh's life or someone like Bhagat Singh's life you would want to show in a film. And this film actually showed all the in-between moments and not the big moments themselves. So you are basically taking away all the highlights and you're just showing what happens in between the scenes that are actually shot in most films, which I found really fascinating and also a big risk at the same time. But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't gimmicky in that sense. I just felt like there was deliberate purpose behind it. Uh, Uday, you you obviously, uh, uh, I had written and I, I really like when you wrote that uh, it sort of uh, um, suggests that, you know, revolution is a lonely business. Uh, shed a little light of that in context of, of course, the structure and in context of, you know, the, the particular direction that, you know, the writing really chooses to take. Yeah, then no, that I I thought that was quite unique actually, uh, in the sense that you don't always think of like uh, freedom fighters, revolutionaries as being alone. You think of them as working with you know so many other people, and there's like a whole like they're all working together, and it's a collective movement. And at a larger uh, level, it probably is, but there are all these women, men and women uh, working isolated from each other and uh, uh, a lot of the time just guessing and trying to figure out what a good move would be and all of them are driven by their own sort of demons and, and ambitions and everything. And I thought that was uh, quite a novel way to show Udham Singh's life. Uh, I, I, later, when I was sort of going, like when I was thinking back on the film, I was wondering, like, what all, like, how did they fill so much time? Because I couldn't think yeah. of yeah. Uh, of of events uh, as you know, as 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 both of you pointed out, it's not like an event-heavy film. It's not like you know, we get a bunch of set pieces. And he's, you know, in this gunfight or something else happens or he's, you know, any even the factory fight is like really quick. 
like it's it, like it's mentioned a couple of times it's built up but then nothing it's like over in like a few minutes so the, that was also really small so i was it's it's difficult to even pinpoint how you know they they fill all that time but it's while you're watching the film it's not like it drags but there is this sense of you know time being spent and a direction being sought over a while which is how it must have been all those years between him going to england and and him assassinating odwai that's 6 years and uh, another 3 or 4 years before that you know when uh, before he went to england but he got out of jail uh that's a lot of time and i think instead of showing like incident after incident which most films i think would want to uh this shows what happens uh, you know when you're when you're looking for uh you know a goal and you don't quite know how to achieve it or you don't even know what the goal is and you're sort of searching for it and how that sort of slowly dawns upon uh, upon someone like uddham i thought that was quite fascinating uh, and and quite unique also i haven't seen that kind of uh, that approach uh, for a biopic especially in 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 hindi cinema kanu yeah sorry what is the question i forgot there's no question i just want to there's no question uh, yeah you, oh. ha no but what was the thought i i i got lost in uday's answer acha uh, elaborating about the whole uh, uh, revolution being a solitary business yeah. right yeah yeah so i mean it's it's interesting i have, i have an example in mind and uh, it may not be a direct example and i may or may not be influenced by a certain book that has come out recently so i mean so ramu's interview uh, <laughs> in the late 90s or the early 2000s uh, it's not a direct exam a parallel but it's uh, it, it's very emblematic of a mindset right and and i remember him talking about uh, that you know that i would just wonder what do these gangsters do in their free time i mean uh, or say if you have to shoot somebody at 2 pm uh, at what time do you get up 10 9 11 do you brush your teeth what kind of breakfast do you have you know and 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 what he said right like these in between moments so i think it's it's and, and we all talk about uh, you know this film being entertaining or this film being filmy and all of that and whatever and and often uh, you know this there's a very obvious mistake a lot of uh, uh, filmmakers do is to you know uh, just make an already melodramatic story uh, even to uh, uh, amping up an already melodramatic story or, or amping up an already i mean uh, potent story if not melodramatic uh, you know so and and in that sense you sort of take away something really crucial something very very fundamental to the uh, uh, to the film you know so this i think sometimes this defilmification is also really important where you where you are just thinking about or observing life as it is where on the surface let's say not much is happening but you know you get these uh, uh, you understand that every small bit of thing Uh, uh say at a conscious or a subconscious level informs who you are right so i remember i mean the film was so smooth in introducing bhagat singh for example that mm. in the first scene i did not even get that guys bhagat singh yeah. you know yeah. and i think yeah. in the first scene or something uh he kind of pulls uh uh, uh this guy uh uddham's leg and all of that it, it's it's just a silly uh, joke that he it's 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 not a bullying behavior but it's uh, it's bit of a i mean you get a slight tinge of power imbalance and all of that and then you get that second uh, uh scene i think with bhagat singh where he talks about you know inclusivity in all forms and everything and i think there is a point where you are just seeing 
Uddham just listened to Bhagat Singh. Mm. And you get the sense that, yeah, this guy is really getting drawn in. That, that yeah, this is how perhaps, you know, uh, uh, seeds of revolution in different minds are sort of sprung or, or, or how, uh, you know, uh, sort of two people uh, uh, converge in, in fighting, fighting against, say, an ideology or, say, an empire in this case and things like that. So, I mean, you know, this, <clears throat> uh, those moments where nothing much was happening on the surface I think that's also very, very uh, cleverly there because they are also functioning or they're trying to uh, uh, propel something forward, you know? I mean, even if that is not very obvious. So, I mean, it's... Uh, and you obviously don't see these things in our in our patriotic films, especially, or even in biopics, because they always... it You get the sense that they have all already decided the story beforehand before they have even begun to write the story because well i mean they 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 treat real life figures as some sort of a bullet point items uh, that we read in our history textbooks right so uh, there is no real sense of curiosity or intrigue or wonder and 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 that's true not just for biopic or 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 uh, say historical dramas or patriotic films that, that's more or less there with many many mainstream films and I remember, and it's one of the reasons I, I really like Chaitanya Tamahani's film because you you all you always have this sense that there is this guy, I mean, a filmmaker who's who's always open to the world that he'll first allow the story to hit him and 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 see uh, what it is and then try to assemble the pieces and then try to uh, uh, give something to you. So there's this constant process of discovery and wonder, uh, which I really, I mean, uh, I, I don't get as a film critic. So it's, uh, I, th I think this was really striking about the film and it kind of uh, 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 comes from this minute mundaneness, you know, of, of just living life itself uh, at times, which was, which was really fascinating because there is, there is so much, you could easily cut 40 minutes from the film, rearrange a few pieces, and you could have a drama as loud and as quote-unquote Indian as any other. But mm. uh, it was not the case and I'm so thankful. Yeah, I, I have mean, some, yeah, go on. I have something to ask both of you. So uh, I, I I thought that it was uh, deliberate on the film's part to keep Udham Singh a non-charismatic kind of figure. Mm. Uh, in the sense, not an unlikable guy but not very, not a leader, not someone who has a particular way with words or anything, not someone who can draw other people to the cause, which also may be, uh, you know, a reason why he's working alone. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if um, if you guys also thought that way. And I, that's also a pretty interesting strategy on the part of the film, I thought, because, uh, you know, you you don't, you always, you the, the temptation to make your, uh, main characters like a charismatic person is of course uh, very very high yeah that's that's actually what even I mean I, I found interesting because obviously I'd read up a little about Uddham Singh not too much but obviously there are reports and books that paint him as a very charismatic character there are other reports that you know just say that he was under the radar but he has here is a guy who's actually traveled the world you know like the thing is a lot of stuff that the film hasn't shown uh, which I found so, you know, so brave and so fascinating. The fact that he did travel the world, worked everywhere. He was like an illegal uh, immigrant in most countries that he worked in. Someone of, you know, someone who's 
that and he's an orphan and he's you know he's always trying to survive and at the same time trying to subscribe to an ideology but you know someone like that obviously you, uh, any filmmaker would make if not charismatic uh, at least agreeable in the most you know uh, in a very watchable sense and i found it fascinating that is where you know they chose someone like vicky koshal because he has this very muted sense of certainty about him and i i felt like it that that's where i was watching the film as a viewer and i constantly like i was always constantly feeling like the film was moving forward and i'm constantly thinking about what passed me by like all of my sort of experience of watching the film and like you know his performance i'm like i'm <clears throat> thinking about the previous scene while watching the next scene which i found very fascinating because it also adds up to the structure eventually because you know they show jalyan wala bag in the end and i think i got most of my answers then because i was trying to make uh, I, i was trying very hard to sort of figure out what to make of this film because it's keeping me engaged but at the same time i'm at odds with like what uh, where is it heading why is it like this why is it non linear uh by wiki koshal why such scenes why the flashbacks why a love story um you know a lot of things and i kept trying to make sense of the previous 10 minutes while watching the next 10 minutes and i i felt like it all added up in the end in that last 45 minutes and that's why it felt like such a visceral jolt you know filmmaking aside and i, I love that this film where it's tech you know, where it's sort of technical uh, bravado so lightly uh, it's not something that it points out and Uh, it all for me comes together in the end and i'm glad i sort of uh, was patient uh, uh, till that point uh, tanul you can actually answer this question and move forward also yeah 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 it's it's uh, it's very interesting because i mean you know no matter how many european films i i, I have watched and at it my at my heart i remain a mainstream masala fiend and you know i <clears throat> sort of by an hour or so i figured out that boss this film is in my zone i am really liking it and uh, or if not really liking it this is this is good stuff i am in it i was just i my attention did not waver and things like that so i was like yes sahi hai and then so i mean once you know that this is a good film or 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 you know this will perhaps go the distance uh, i then become like uh, akshay kumar in a thumbs up ad which is like ab kuch toofani karte and i'm like boss ab kuch ho jaye kuch mazedar ho you know so when you when you see these interrogation scenes in the in the scotland yard stations uh, i mean first something that was very interesting which meant, which i don't think i've seen in a mainstream hindi film before is that you have an indian translator and he's constantly translating things and and, uh, and we have several of those scenes like that in the in the in the interrogation room and it it almost feels like you know a, a test match you know this, this corridor of uncertainty ball after ball after ball you know the the guy will speak something in english uh, the translator will translate in hindi uddham keeps quiet this goes on and and it's not just one scene right but it it starts sort of spread across uh, the duration of of that entire uh, sort of uh, subplot and you know i was getting i think we've lost tanul <laughs> it has to happen once in every really irritated okay. but uh, yes. tanul hello there's something with yeah, your yeah, yeah. sorry sorry somebody yeah are nahi yaar somebody was calling me so it produced that okay. static sorry yeah. I'll, i'll i'll just continue yeah ha so you know you have these scenes these really uh, prolonged interrogation scenes and all of that and 
the film obviously implies that this guy understands english right he's talking to uh, elin parker he's he, he's spoken to an ira rebel he's talking of course i mean he he doesn't speak the queen's english but he's fairly i mean he definitely understands the language and uh, he all, he is also capable of speaking some you know broken english and all of that so i mean i had that constant irritation and annoyance as to why i mean of course i understood why, why that's happening but I, but i was almost hoping in more than one scene that you know Vic, uh, vicky kaushal would sort of explode into uh, or explode at the guy saying that to chup bat or something mujhe samajh mein aa raha hai aur mujhe english aati hai some shit like that you know i i just thought it was a very uh, out there uh, uh, masala moment to be sort of milk but nothing happened i was i mean i was slightly disappointed i thought yaar ye to i mean that was just uh, the cover was off you could have just hit a four but yeah it's 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 very uh, it's really remarkable how uh, the film makes these sort of choices and uh, it it really is in the long haul uh, you get the sense and uh, yeah i mean that's that yeah. that was my very striking take away uh, from uh, from this was I mean that Tendulkar innings in Sydney comes to mind. <laughs> Obviously, you, <laughs> to you, so many moments remain unmilled, and so many you know balls down the offside remain like untouched. Yeah, pretty insane. Uh, was I given that uh, that was a Tendulkar sort of reference for you? I think. Uh, why don't you f- see? I have a first of all a one question, and then obviously you can touch upon uh, also the Jallianwala Bag massacre, uh, which we will get to. Um, I don't know what both of you thought of it. Um, I was quite surprised by the film's decision to sort of put in a flashback of a girl he loves. Um, first of all, you know, deaf and mute girl. Um, uh, at the same time, um, not really, um, not really informing the narrative in a very, uh, in a very obvious sense throughout. Like there, are, I think only one or two very short flashbacks uh, throughout the film. um and while it was happening i was like not really you don't have to show a personal connection to the massacre but then when the massacre happened which we will obviously get into uh, that's when i realized what maybe the writers and the filmmakers wanted to do because i thought they used that track and her track beautifully within what happened the jallianwala bag uh, you know the within the bloodbath itself because uh you know he, he was supposed to attend the protest with her and everyone gets shot and he goes to f- try to find her first and then you know mid- not even midway through like within 5 minutes he forgets that he's looking for a we forget that he's come here to find someone specific and he gets like totally overwhelmed by what he sees and tries to save as many people as possible tries to really uh, you know is is ferrying all the bodies to the hospital and after a while you know his so his personal grief ceases to matter so i thought that again jalanwal like to wait till the end to wait till right till uh, till the massacre till the you know money shot so to say uh, uh, to get an answer for something like that was very fascinating because not many films have the guts to really uh, keep a viewer uh, or expect a viewer to sit through and wait for answers like that what did you think of like that entire the girl track in general uh again uh, like you uh, when it was happening i was a bit surprised um, because uh, i i it didn't seem quite 
organic to the film in the way the rest of it with those flashbacks felt like a slightly different film they even looked like a slightly different film uh, but uh, again the way it like it's it's a way to get to the to jallianwala bag and uh, i i think as a as a screenwriting decision i think it's uh, it's fine uh i uh, i i had no problems with it i i wasn't particularly still taken with the whole uh, with the whole device though uh but uh, as a way to you know uh, get uh, udham till that and then you know that sort of acts as an explanation for all his actions and the film that has come before it uh, i think that works sanu yeah it's interesting because you know i i i think this happens around the 117th minute mark or something and uh, by say 105th or the 110th minute mark i was liking the film so much i mean i was uh, i mean I, i thought this is it this is really good so much so that i just didn't want that uh, jallianwala bagh massacre to be there in the film at all i know i mean it, it it just kind of sounds a bit a bit impossible but definitely not as this you know biggish set piece and everything because the film had actually given me everything and more uh, by then and i was just a bit worried that you know that uh, and i knew of course that it would come and and i knew that of course uh, although i i i was really taken uh, uh, i mean i'm mean, very surprised by how remarkably evocative poignant and uh, you know really well to uh, put together the whole thing was but uh, i was i was just hoping that you know it's uh, it, it, it's kind of there uh, in the footnote because it was such an obvious thing for such a non obvious film like this and even before the jallianwala bag massacre happens in the film i had gotten most of my answers as to you know why this is happening why why x y or z and things like that mm-hmm. but when uh, uh, it 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 began i mean wow it was uh, it was quite something i i remember there were several times i just couldn't i mean uh, i i couldn't even bear to look at the screen i uh, it, it it for me it was that powerful and that disturbing i mean this this sense of brutality that's and you know it, it kind of sounds easy right that okay you have to sort of show a, a really brutal sort of a massacre that that we have uh, is something that we have seen although obviously in different contexts and all of that in films across the world including indian films but the but the way they sort of approach it uh, both narratively wherein it's essentially the one liner is this guy goes to the goes to the jallianwala bag to find a person but ends up finding the world there and mm-hmm. how pe- individuals are so incidental to the larger cause even if those individuals are sort of so close to you uh, so that was very well done of course uh, and it was beautifully fleshed out in in uh, uh, i mean it, it is a nice idea in theory but it was really really well fleshed out in the uh, throughout the sequence but i mean just the way the sequence was shot itself i mean wow it was it was very powerful i mean uh, they, they are just and, and i'm just talking about simple things such as you know uh, just mass firing it it could have been uh, it could have been sort of filmed in any number of generic uh, you know uh, uh, dis- quote and go disturbing ways but it really i mean you know nails the specificities of such a of such a massacre i thought 
that really i mean moved me disturbed me so much so uh, that as i said I, i i literally couldn't see a few scenes because i it was just too much for me and uh, and 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 then it uh, it's 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 also i mean a pretty biggish set piece i did not think it would go on for so long but it's it's just so immaculately written performed and filmed and it's it's such a cohesive whole and it really of course ties in the film together and it's of course you know uh, uh it it makes sense why it's there at the point where it is and it's it's of course trying to say a larger thing and and what i really and and uh, what i really liked about the whole thing uh, something i i could not mention in my review directly although i i i referenced it obliquely but a, a, a lot of people uh, 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 were talking about it is that you know the aggressors the perpetrators you know pawns uh, were actually indians you know the people who shoot realize any of slavery of you know the whole thing which is called uh, the post colonial condition as to where all of that is stemming from and all of that that perhaps not even one soldier dare to defy it and all of that but it's again it's not made a big deal of it at all there's mm-hmm. not even a close up as such of a moral dilemma of an indian soldier trying to kill an indian brother not at all i mean the film is so confident in storytelling and i think uh, this set piece is one of the biggest examples of that that it it just if i just can just uh, and if the, i like button out there uh, it also calls back to a moment right at the start of the film where there's an indian guard like yeah. when uh, when udham singh's getting out of jail he kind of makes yeah. fun of yes. saying that you know yeah. freedom is here but it's just for freedom it's not your country's freedom yeah. it's almost like you know that that feeling that oh you know like these guys are fighting for freedom like these crazy people and uh, you know i'm i'm doing my job so you know that and, can manifest itself later yeah and then as that, that sort of thread runs throughout right like 5 or 7 minutes later you see uh in the punjab police office relaying an important message to the scotland yard office in london then you literally see an indian translator there uh, and, and and a bunch of other things so so it's just it's i mean uh, this slow thematic building of what were really not stated in as many words as to what is happening mm. and uh, on the face of it i mean it it could so happen that many people would see and love the 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 film and and whatever but uh, may not even consciously register uh, uh, that that motif and and i think that is just really masterful yeah of course like one one you know one simplistic way to look at it is like a film like this or any film for that matter must always end strong but you know the year there's so much reason and method to put something uh put such a long set piece at then nobody expected it to be so long in fact when the flashback started in amritsar i, I was looking at the time and i'm like oh it's not even entered the third hour uh, uh you know it's 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 a bit bewildering because i didn't even know what's going to happen after that and i was like there's no way it's going to be like the lagan cricket match as long as that maybe you know because obviously but the way of course as tanul mentioned and you know uh, it's of course immaculately staged immaculately shot and even the small things within the jallianwala bag sequence when he comes and you know his it's a film of its own because when he comes and his sort of arc goes from like this guy who is scared of his feet touching a dead body to someone who is literally by the end uh, covered in other people's blood um, 
and even the kind of i i thought like there was great thought in even the kind of people he sets out to save or he sees alive and who he can, who he thinks he can rescue you know whether it's a it's a pregnant woman or whether it it is a child whether it is a mother so there, there is great thought in the choosing of those characters too they were i didn't feel like they were random i thought like they were covering an entire sort of uh, um, you know entire sort of really bandwidth of life itself which which tanul said that you know he came to find one person but he found you know the world itself and every person represented a different dimension of life the people he was trying to save and the people who were dying in his hands and i thought that that's excellent storytelling again you know like so many other things in the film it really wears uh, it wears these choices lightly and it really concentrates on uh, and vicky koshal of course really really nails like this last 40 to 45 minutes because i don't I, you know it can't be said enough that you know this kind of reactive physical acting is probably the most difficult to do you know when you really don't have words to uh, use as a crutch when you don't have anything except hi- history itself and especially such a famous moment in history which so many people have seen and relived and read in so many ways i i thought it was phenomenal and and this there's such a language to this sequence that for me it's really one of the most powerful i've seen you know in the last few decades in hindi cinema Uday I have a ha ah, okay. ah, sorry oh no, no. i i i thought you the answered ha theek hai uday go on then I'll, i i i want to ask something you, to you guys uh i mean i don't know what i have to answer because there's no know. answer right? if you want to <laughs> no 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 uh, no no yeah. i mean uh i thought uh, you will weigh in on the jalewala bag thing right and then i'll ask you a question you guys a question that's what i was saying i just a small thing i thought uh, it was also um uh notable that the uh, the firing the the actual massacre uh is 4 uh, minutes long i i timed it uh that's and uh, it's uh, but it's uh, so uh, brutal and it's uh, so like uh, no slow mo no music none of that uh, you know uh, extra stuff again like you know you you have something that's important you don't want to push it further than it more make it more dramatic than it already is and that's yeah and i think that's a way to respect uh, uh an event like that also so that's just 4 minutes and but the aftermath where he just goes back and forth back and forth in that last half an hour and uh, i think it's just uh, that that decision to keep us in that um in that sort of hellish uh, atmosphere is very important for us to get into you know udham singh's mind like how could it turn so much uh, rather than showing us a more elongated massacre and then like a short aftermath mm-hmm. uh, because you know i'm uh, you know a massacre on screen no matter how stark it is no matter how realistic it is it is a set piece you you're thinking about oh you know this is so well done it's like uh, the you know the editing is great it's it's been choreographed so well it's looking so realistic at some level anything that is you know done on that scale is is going to be a set piece of sorts but i did not feel that way about the aftermath because it's just so grueling and it's repetitive and it doesn't require like A, a choreography of bodies and uh, thing like that is just uh, this sort of uh, hell that he keeps coming back keeps coming back and like by the end you kind of 
realize how someone's mind can turn so completely because it that part is stretched out and not the massacre part even though you know the the massacre is is like the uh, is like the film's calling card as a way everyone would have expected that sequence uh, but they might have expected that to be like the the highlight whereas uh, the aftermath is highlighted right tanul your question yeah 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 so i mean there were two things that uh, i figured actually to, uh, today morning that i did not include in my review one i knew uh, that i would not be able to include the jallianwala bag massacre because i just had run out of space uh, the second thing which i actually wanted to include in my review but i did not know then uh, and it, it 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 struck me actually today and i thought i'll, I'll probably ask you guys is you know the broken english uddham speaks in the film i thought it, i found it very touching and i thought it was i mean beyond touching i mean i just thought it was it was, it was very effective and it was very precise you know so i mean for me my uh, favorite line from the film is i mean one of my favorite lines because i have many is that when he goes to uh, uh, pick a gun from an ira rebel and he's like you know why i should trust you and he just says six words right i mean me butcher you butcher lamb same six words three countries one mindset and 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 that's just one example i mean there's this another scene with emily parker Hello, where yeah. i mean lamb you lamb hello yeah me lamb you <laughs> the other way oh around. i oh Ah, uh, sorry, sorry. Did I say me butcher you butcher? Okay, whatever. I mean, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Me lamb you lamb butcher same. Then he ah uh, he tells Emily Parker in 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 this really great scene as well. Another great scene ah uh, wherein that you know I know free and I I think a bunch of other examples I should have just noted all of them down and I I, I just thought it was really remarkable because. we really don't get broken english in our films well because we really don't respect that you know somebody's a uh, a uh, a struggle uh, with a language can also i mean communicate something that is something that's not sort of conveyed in the uh, quote unquote correct grammar or the way it should be pronounced or you know mm. whatever it's uh, it's it's not of use but in 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 this i i i just thought it was it was very powerful it was very economic as well and i mean it's 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 just something that has really stayed with me i so i just wanted to know if yeah. you guys thought anything about it or you thought it was not well done or anything i mean that comes to you okay i i i can go first because i have great opinions on this uh, <laughs> i actually um, yeah so i i even mentioned it and i mentioned it in a bunch of reviews whenever i see you know uh, indian characters speaking broken english especially those not well versed with the language so uh, so to say so you know even in this film like i like i really like the concept of the fact that he uh, of course it's in the initial portions that his english is broken and then towards the end he can actually string together sentences in court if you remember so uh, yeah. so the, the the broken english parts i always have a problem with the way indian actors go about it i did not think vicky kaushal pulled it off here in that sense because the problem with our you know hindi film actors doing broken english is first of all it's very difficult to unlearn the language right like while acting uh, and it's very clear that vicky kaushal knows how to speak english as do most of the actors acting uh, in the hindi film industry so uh, so when they do go about speaking broken english uh, it feels like the words they pronounce are words they use in everyday life even today but you know the way they it's strung together is supposed to convince us that he doesn't know how to speak english or it's broken because the words sound mostly 
like to get really technical about it this is what annoys me about you know indian speaking broken english in films it's very difficult if you already know the language and not a lot of them are able to show that they are sort of learning the language while speaking it you know broken english has a particular sound has a particular sort of sur to it that is missing with a lot of our actors trying to pull it off on screen and as much as i appreciated the words that he spoke like the lamp part and especially the one with her uh, uh, in the beginning when he tells her you know that um, that we don't have basic freedom and stuff like that uh, I-, i felt like the words were very carefully chosen but again i could not get past the feeling that you know he um, like he knows how to speak it it's just that his characters tend to convince us that the character is really not well versed but at the same time i have to also mention that um, the, what this film does very well in in context of the broken english uh, and in con- context of our perception of people who cannot speak a language is that uh, mostly linguistic sort of ability is is uh, often misinterpreted as intellectual uh, ability right like if if it's it's the way like I, I, we watch a lot of say um when we, for example when i go abroad and i try to converse with someone in english uh, and they can't speak the language i in my head it automatically a trigger goes of saying they are not able to understand the basic language of life not english so much they are not able to understand gestures and then they are slightly intellectually uh, uh, you know lower than uh the, then me at that moment when i know how to speak a language and they don't and i feel like it's innate human nature to think that most of the time and that's in our nature so what this film does is despite his broken english there is never a sense of like intellectual disability like he really knows what he's saying even in those economical words and language that he uses he really is up to more than up to like speed with a lot of what he's doing and what he uh, when he converses with the britishers themselves uh, he knows where uh, you can sense that he's a real flesh and blood human who's probably used to speaking hindi but his thoughts in hindi are far more sophisticated than their thoughts in english and and you know it doesn't allow the britishers to look down on him because he doesn't know how to use the language uh, because that is of course natural and that is of course what even viewers do when they watch movies uh so i i felt like that was very smartly used uh udai you can yeah. yeah i pretty much agree with that uh it's it's also interesting that uh, initially uh, irfan was the one who was cast uh, uh, in in the film or at least thought of for this film mm-hmm. and uh, he was the uh, master at at speaking uh, various kinds of broken english uh, on on screen and uh, i think that would have been interesting to see him attempt that because it would have been different from what koshal does because i do agree that when some english creeps into uh, the the lines that he's saying uh, the pr- the pronunciation bit too smooth maybe mm. uh, but also they they are careful to have that clarity of thought on on udham's part uh, which goes like beyond language so that was quite smart Uh, Tanul, do you have anything else to add? Oh, uh, I mean, on this or uh, uh, stuff in general. Hmm. Mm, wait, let me go back to my laptop. Can I ask? <laughs> I have jotted a few things. So, um, did you uh, did did either of you feel that the um, uh, the the last thirty minutes or the the thirty minutes where we're watching the the post massacre? Uh, hmm. 
yeah. part. Um, do you think that at some level uh, it could be accused of being exploitative or lingering or uh, manipulative for the sake of argument? I mean, I, I won't lie, the cross did, the, the thought did cross my mind a couple of times, like it, in sense of what context are we seeing it in and is it useful at a more, um, in, in a more sensory way for the uh, to the viewer. But no, I, I don't think it was exploitative because as I said, you know, for, for a viewer like me, I got a lot of answers towards the end uh, during the shock uh, therapy, so to say. Uh, I, I got a lot of answers about a film that I was struggling to really make sense of. And and for me, the film was so much about what it wasn't uh, uh, till then, that when the film finally became something about what it was, it really hit me in my guts. So I did not, I don't think it was like, I don't think I had the time to even think about whether it is fetishizing something or is exploitative or is trying to manipulate the viewer. Yeah, same here. Absolutely not. I mean, I I thought it was... Uh, see, and I anyway... I mean, this goes back to the whole bulbul debate and all of that. I'm anyway a very lax person. I mean, uh, when it comes to things such as quote-unquote exploitative, unless, I mean... Uh, the entire film is shoddy or the context is absolutely misplaced or there is there is this obviously strained effort to sort of extract something from the viewer uh, where the viewer is in no position to sort of uh, provide you that. Uh, these things, and, and I often feel that these accusations of exploitative, uh, I mean, sort of tendencies and all of that, sometimes I think gets bandied around a bit too uh, casually. Uh, in this case, I I don't think that was the case. And but that said, though, I mean, I'm also the kind of viewer who is willing to often willing to give a accomplished filmmaker or a film, in fact, uh, the benefit of the doubt if they are if they are uh, 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 able to sort of unsettle me, and I'm not able to pinpoint at uh, at 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 the at the source of it, you know. And uh, I I think that's just I don't know. One can perhaps call it deceitful filmmaking. I mm. it's uh, it's more it's it more or less sits well with me. In this film, no, actually, it, the thought never even crossed my mind. In fact, uh, I could see why certain choices were made. And as I said before, that you know, even if uh, Shujit had not included this thing at all, and it was just referenced in say mm. uh, a flashback in a few shots here and there, or just like uh, uh, this gut of a uh, an image that flashes in his head which sort of signals the the 1919 massacre even that would have been fine but the, but the fact that they chose to go the whole hog with it and i especially appreciated and perhaps understood why it was so long as well because at a very very fundamental physical level you could just see that how tiring it is well, i was getting really tired and i was you know whatever so i mean uh, so yeah i mean no it, it that did not uh, uh, cross my mind at all yeah, it, it it sort of never felt like the last resort. And when when you know things like this, or when any anything feels like the last resort, then that's when you can you know get into an argument about it being slightly exploitative and you know whatnot. Of course, Tarantino's made a career out of you know mocking people who think violence, gratuitous violence, is exploitative and this. And I really like that sort of um, indulgence when it comes to filmmaking. And I really saw a reason for 
you know someone like shudit sarkar to put that you know that the last half an hour there after the massacre to uh, i have a last question before we sort of you know wrap up for both of you um you know with a with a film like this which is first of all a biopic secondly about a freedom fighter um with a film like this how uh, important is it to sort of in your head at least um try to draw the line between um between being impressed by a film for not taking the easy route and for and between you know sort of appreciating uh, a film for what it's trying to do because obviously one given that we watch films day in and day out and given that you know we have watched a lot of questionable biopics over the last 6 years um uh, and there's a particular language that we are used to it is really easy to get carried away as say film writers and film critics um uh, you know uh, in context of like appreciating a film like this that is you know not only different but you know not only issues everything but is very subdued about so many things uh so you know is it like a sort of a tightrope walk is it a uh, is it a thing because you know a lot of our experience then tends to be relative and we tend to start appreciating a film from the angle of you know what it's not choosing to do first so that was something i really wrestled with during this film and i also made it very clear in my review so i i was just curious about what you guys thought i'll go first udhay yeah. or do you want to go please no no please go yeah 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 i i so yeah i mean i had absolutely no problem with it because i, I once the film got over it was crystal clear to me that this is my second favorite film of the year after disciple and uh, it uh, and and for me i could just because for me and i and i obviously understand uh, where your question comes from and why you would have struggled or 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 why many others would have struggled with it as well uh, you know because obviously we live in a certain kind of a filmmaking environment and everything over the last 7 years and especially i mean what uh, mid october is just two months away from mid august where we just saw a bunch of masterpieces mm-hmm. and reviewed them so you know it's a it's it's, it's it's that thing is obviously there and and you sometimes uh, uh tend to you know sort of uh, cross question yourself that am i giving this film a, a an easy pass or is this film good for just doing the bare minimum or things like that or slightly better than bare minimum but i mean you know but the the reason one of the several reasons that i love this film so much and i think i'd i'd written it uh, about so there are two things actually uh, one is the fact that i just don't think that this is a film just about india or i don't think this is just a film about an indian revolutionary i i mean one way in which one can look at this film is a struggle between powerful and powerless and and that struggle could be uh, of people of any kind of sort of you know nationality or of any kind of people in any kind of profession or people kind of oppressed in any other way i think what the film really gets it is you know the language of oppression uh, across i mean i don't know millennials and all of those things cultures uh, share certain key uh, commonalities so i thought uh, one po- important part of the film was about that and really moved me like that so that was one 
the second was the fact that of course the film uh, takes certain dramatic licenses and all of that such as uh, you know uddham working for uh, dwyer and all of that and he had uh, uh, enough opportunities to bump up the guy but he doesn't and all of that uh, so so sure, he, he uh, the, the film does take all of that but but still i think at the core of it it's also asking another question which is how well do we know our freedom fighters or how well do we know about uh, the kind of architects that had a major role uh, to sort of uh, 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 if not shape india at least had certain ideas about india and how well do you know them and if you do not know them enough or well i mean and uh, by that account you do not know your history enough then how well do you know your country you know and and that was a question that kind of you know these these sort of films never ask and 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 uh, uh, what do you call it sadarudham doesn't ask you these questions in a way to sort of shame you or be little you or to sort of tar above you it's it's just there and and that bit really got to me and i thought that was really nice so i mean i could easily think of myself as having a certain conception of the country uh, when the sort of patriotic films prodded by i mean our, our our prime ministers and all that from the 19 mid 1960s when you know i mean i think lal bahadur shastri told manoj kumar to make you know i think pukar or 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 one of those things and 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 and, and then you have these and and of course i mean nehru also asking a uh, a uh, bunch of filmmakers including uh, this guy pr chopra to make nad or bunch of things right i mean so you always think that uh, even in the 50s or 60s or 70s i mean of course you have a garam hawa there a bunch of things but still i mean you know these these really uh, these big projects uh, they are all they are so very insecure about what the country is what its people are and it's always it's 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 often times i mean not about what we are but what we are not and so i i can imagine myself watching a film like this in say 1980 or whatever and getting a certain sense of of the gravitas or 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 certain indian uh, complexities that the film is trying to wrestle with or 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 or, or, or a certain kind of uh, uh, preoccupations intellectual preoccupation that the film has so it uh, yeah so it did not uh, mm. uh, uh speak to me like that and i was quite clear about about my feelings on it that's a great answer over there uh in terms of the kind of film it's not uh i i thought it was uh, uh it was quite a it it becomes a radical uh, act in a way to just not make a film a certain way uh, when everyone is doing that and uh, i think by making a very subdued film uh, a, a non linear non explanatory uh, uh, sometimes confusing film about a slightly uh, you know loner uh, non leader not very charismatic guy uh who is like uh, whatever like a, a national uh, figure uh, uh, in 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 our uh, modern history uh, i think that in itself uh, contributes a certain uh, uh, you know radical nature to to the to the film and uh, i i think by simply by not using a lot of the the tropes uh, of the genre shujit uh, sarkar is telling uh, the viewer at least the indian viewer who is aware of all this uh, how he feels about 
uh, a where the film industry is and where the country is. Uh, I I don't think I saw uh, any uh, national flags. Uh, I mean uh, pre pre independence, but uh, whatever. And there were no um, there was no slogans raised. Um, nothing on on that nature really um, uh, and uh, that in itself was the absence i think speaks really loudly in that film so in that sense i was um, i was very taken by what they didn't say also in this great i actually got both the kind of answers i was looking for um, and um, <clears throat> is there anything both of you anything specific both of you would like to add or we can actually wrap it up because i think we've done a fairly thorough job of covering uh, the film tanul oda anything um i no i think uh, we sort of covered everything that i had in mind i think broadly so nothing yeah, specific what what tends, to, what tends to happen with such films is of course we spend first of all after writing the review we spend the next 7 days cursing ourselves for not including things in the review yeah that is why i think the podcast comes really handy but there are times when i think we do the podcast and then i curse myself for not mentioning something which i forgot <laughs> so there's no end to it really and uh, and especially such a uh, you know such a, a film like this a really layered and uh, complex film such as this but yeah i'm glad we got to talk about it and uh, um, and yeah hopefully we'll be back soon there are bunch of releases coming up uh, and um, uday i'm just curious did you watch the um, web series tabar Yeah, yeah, I I did because I uh, I had to speak to Ajit Pal actually. I'm doing a small profile on him, right. so I watched I watched Tabar for that. Oh, good. Uh, so then I think three of us can actually discuss that next because I you know I think even Tanul really liked it and I think I have a lot of thoughts about the web series too. So it it'll be it's nice that we have two good things in in a short span of time to discuss. So hopefully we'll be back soon with that podcast. And for now, you can obviously write to us at our individual email addresses bhatadu.ud@gmail.com uh, thakotanul@gmail.com and rahulnolas@gmail.com uh, thanks for listening and uh, we'll uh, be back soon